the happy and the harsh reality of owning a commercial property when you've exchanged on it. Marky Mark. Did that make sense what I just said? I, I hope so. <laughs> no, it did. It did. I think anything that comes out of your mouth eventually does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to get there in the end. You get there, get in, there, the there in the end. <laughs> hey, this is this your one? baby topic. Tell us about it. Okay. So life after buying a commercial property, I think like, look, you're someone that's, you're going through the processes, you know, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a ride. And you're there, you finally reach that point, you own it. And then you're like, wow, what do we do from here? And I think that there's a lot of realities that you've got to look at in a good sense and a, in a not so much of a bad sense, but you know, it's 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 looking at it. It's, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Let's put it that way. Especially when we're looking at in the perspective of, are you going to so heartily be managing this property yourself? Or are you going to be looking for outside help and expertise? Yep. So for me, it's exploring, okay, for instance, if it is yourself that's going to be looking at it in the, in the more so private sense, you're doing it yourself, we've we got to look at that property as a whole and be like, what, what are the objectives? What's, what's the goal here with this property? Um, and does that mean, of course, are you looking to own or occupy it yourself? Or, or the other major question is, are you looking to have that property tenanted? And if so, what are we going to do to make that really attractive for a tenant moving in? It's probably a bit of a no-brainer as an owner-occupier, isn't it? Like once you've purchased a property and you're an owner-occupier, probably a lot of the guesswork is out of it. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, leading up to the to the ultimate purchase of it all, you've done your, your fair share of the diligence. You know, you, you, you're fairly confident in the ins and outs of the property. So owner-occupying it yourself, you, you, you've, you've done all the hard work, you get in there, and I think if there's a few modifications to do here and there, you'll do those. Um, I think the, the harder part is when you're looking to have it as an investment opportunity, should it not be already tenanted, um, then this is where you've obviously got to start uh, exploring a little bit deeper as far as your knowledge of the property, your knowledge of the area per se, um, and, and what type of business can really um, maximise its value. You know what I noticed? A lot of them are all the successful landlords that do that predominantly do commercial, none of them self-manage. Nah, that's true. That's very true. They're breezy, breezy sometimes, but certainly commercial, no chance. And I reckon... A really good testament of that was COVID because the amount of work um, that was generated out of COVID, morning Luke, um, the amount of work that was generated out of COVID with settling tenants down, negotiations, just going through that whole, 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 whole process um, really put us property managers on a treadmill. And I think I think the value there for a, for a landlord, commercial landlord, just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm thinking, but they don't get paid anymore. No, that's right. You know, being being someone like you know that does, for example, own commercial property. You know, you're you're not someone that I think in the most cases owns just the one. And you know, for instances like last year and the year before, where there was you know truly truly difficult timeframes and periods for 
for, for tenants and for owners, you know, having the expertise of someone like a property, commercial property manager, the, the time and effort it does take to actually look after the one asset, let alone hundreds, um, it, it really shows that it's something that needs to be explored. Um, even, even of course, even outside of, of COVID, for example, you know, there's a lot of things to take into account, you know, finding, finding the right tenant isn't exactly, you know, the easiest of tasks, you know, screening the right tenant and ensuring that, you know, you've, you've got someone that's going to be in place for a long time and will be, uh, of course, paying the, 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 the right amount of rent that'll suffice uh, for the long term. Um, you know, you, you need to be reaching out to the sort of people that will help you or guide you in the right direction for that. Um, unless you're obviously extremely seasoned in, in, in that approach and you can do it yourself. So let, can we do, let's do for people that are looking at buying commercial property yep. today, this is the reality of what are the sort of highs and lows of owning the commercial property. Can we, within one minute, go through yep. the best points about owning a commercial property? Then we'll yep. spend a minute going through the shit points about owning a commercial property. So let's yep. let's just hit those targets. Um, okay. What's the great thing about owning a commercial property once you've purchased a, uh, a commercial property? I think the great thing about owning a commercial property, especially the number one, if it's got a quality tenant in place, you've got obviously accounting the the rental return that you'll be achieving, so the, the a good positive yield on on the property. So I think that's better, definitely a better rental return. Better rental return. And I think, of course, if you've been smart enough about where you've purchased, you know, it's how attractive the, the property is, for example. So, you know, the look, the feel, ultimately, you know, as, as much as the aesthetics. So I think yep. that's definitely another one. Um, a third one as a pro, for example, you know, it's not longer something tenant. longer tenant. You know, you've obviously got a longer tenant in place. With residential, it's a bit different. You know, it's more, more or less yep. short term. So you do go through a bit more of a longer screening process. But... It's for the long run. It's for the long haul. So definitely a longer tenant. And then I Less think maintenance. So, yeah, maintenance. Of course, you know, like it's 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 one of those things you've got to explore with um, being number four. Of course, in the in the positive. So more likely, it's more likely that your town's going to fix a washer in a commercial property than in a residential property. Exactly. So it's going to be. Um, they're generally going to look after. They're going to put their hand in their pocket. Um, also, I think. Um, improve the asset whereas mm -hmm. a residential is not going to improve an asset and a residential tenant a commercial tenant will number four so i think the commercial tenant improving the asset they will do new ceilings new walls upgrade the air conditioning new signage new paint they'll you know because their brand often depends on it or their company depends on the how, how that looks so they'll spend money on it next one and then I good think as thing, well, good things about good things about owning a, a after buying a commercial property is what we're talking about. Good things, and in most cases as well, is that your tenant in place will be covering the outgoing costs of the property. So you know, aside from all the additional things such as fit out and whatnot, yeah. they'll be covering those yeah. costs such as council, water, strata, for example, if it's a strata property, land tax, for example. So it's it's things that you don't have to worry about anymore. They get covered for you. So it's the beauty of of, of sitting back and 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 watching the property evolve and having all its things paid for on the side i've got another one built-in Go rental increases oh gotta love that i think that's what it's so all about. residential you've got to write them a letter you go get it got to give them two three months notice commercial it's factored into the lease factored into lease and it can be factored in multiple ways but in most common 
common times of practice, of course, it's fixed increases. So, you know, for example, if you're locked in for a three-year lease or a five-year lease and you've popped in three or 4% increases throughout every um, renewal period there, it'll increase by that said um, percentage, which is obviously extremely advantageous for a property, uh, property owner. Anything else on positives that we've missed? Oh, I think they're the most crucial ones. Those are a good five or six that we've hopped in there. That's them. And the negatives? Oh, the negatives. I mean, look, if, if, for example, if you're obviously privately managing this, you know, it does take a lot of time and effort, especially when things start to go wrong, i.e. maintenance. So I know we spoke as maintenance. So as being you reckon a- overall it's a harder managed asset to manage than a residential asset? Uh, look, it, it, I feel like it can be, despite the fact that you do live in a residential property, you know, it, it does get a bit more wear and tear. But the bigger, for example, a commercial property is, I think the harder like the harder it is to maintain. It's not so easy. Yep. If it's something small, I think, yeah, different story. Uh, but the bigger, the harder. Or cogs. I think the most scary thing I think after purchasing a commercial property is vacancy. That's the thing that freaks me out the most. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the, uh, number two in, in the negatives. You know, there's properties, for example, that can sit on the market for an extended period of time. I think you can feel yeah. fairly confident that at one stage you, you've happily got a tenant. But in some cases, like with COVID, for example, you know, like you're treading a little bit on water. It was a matter of, you know, you've, it, you've got your tenants asking for rental reduction. And even if you didn't want to explore that or honour that, they had the possibility of walking. And that was that's a scary fact. But that can just even happen at any at any time, really, aside you know, from COVID. Well, if you look at how the government treated commercial landlords as opposed to residential landlords, I think they got slapped around a little bit more through COVID. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, the commercial landlord was regarded as probably more uh, that they could, I guess they could be slapped around a little bit more for, oh, I, don't know, I just don't know why. Other negatives for owning commercial property once you've purchased a commercial property? Okay, Nego- like negotiating a lease can be a bit of a daunting task. You know, it's not it's yeah. it's not an easy thing because a residential lease is pretty straightforward. You know, whereas a commercial, there are a lot of variables to go through, um, and those variables, depending on what they are, could be an extreme high for you or extreme low for one. And you don't want to lock yourself into something that's gonna you know put you a bit of a black hole for the next set amount of years. But it can be a big negative is negotiating the actual lease. Yeah. So I guess I guess you yeah the, the variables inside of that are just yeah and not only that but if you're if you're a landlord and you haven't actually tracked those variables I think yeah. um, you can actually lose money. A lot of landlords that are very good commercial landlords have their head around every single touch point on that lease on that property and they will actually they will bury or they will surface those things in the negotiation. Very cleverly, I've got we we got a one. There's one particular gentleman in mind. I think you got the same guy in mind. That whenever we negotiate, he's negotiating a lease um, with his tenants, and we're negotiating on his behalf. The stuff he comes up with and the ups and downs he comes up with, you're like, how do you think of that? And it's it's pure genius. Yeah, and 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 seeing a heads of agreement, you know being drafted to such detail i mean you know that i know we've spoken about this before what a kick you get out of reading something like that because there's not anything that's looked over everything is accountable so but again if you're not seasoned in that sense good luck can be extremely negative yeah yeah even fire services and air conditioning and all that sort of stuff it's here really really important 
Um, so, man, I, I think, think I think that's a show. Is there any other negatives we got on, just, on yeah, after? Yeah. If anyone's yeah. just tuned in, we're doing the positives and negatives after buying commercial property. We've just gone through the positives. Any other negatives? Oh, look, negatives, of course, are overlooking, you know, the due diligence period, you know, overlooking the fact of the age of the asset, for example. You know, you could have been fairly confident that despite its age, it's it's soundproof, it's good, it's been doing well, it's had it's had a track record of um of having really good quality tenants. But the negative of it all is you just don't know. You just don't know which way it can ultimately go. Um, and therefore, that's just the risk one takes, but it can be an extreme negative in, a com- in the commercial world. Um, another aspect, guys and girls that are watching, when you're considering buying commercial property, life after buying the commercial property, um, you've got a, low, a lesser selection of banks and bankers that can actually fund the property. So the conventional banker that you would go to to do a loan, like a broker, will often say, sorry, I don't do commercial loans. So I think your selection of banks is less. Your interest rate is higher by 1% to 1.5%. So if your variables are sitting at for resi sitting at three, your commercial rate's often sitting at four, four and a half. So it's one to one and a half percent higher. And the securitization for the asset that you need. So normally before you get into mortgage insurance on residential, you need to have a 20% security. But with commercial, it's a 30 to 35% security. And I'm even seeing banks overarching on that now a little bit more. So you do need a little bit more um, uh, equity or cash in the bank when you're um, when you're buying a commercial property, funding-wise. Very true, very true. Sensei Saturday, I think it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's definitely a wrap. <laughs> Mate, have a Excellent. great day. Anything anything on the cards for today? Exciting. you got um, Eleanor is cooking away. You're about to exchange El- that. Eleanor is cooking away. I've got, um, I've got French's Forest on the stove, for example. Um, three Mitchell Road, Brookvale, an incredible site for lease in Brookie. It's surrounding, surrounded by some incredible, incredible businesses. I am McDonald. Um, that's that's in the that's in the oven right now. So we've got a few things going on. Fun time. Deal, deal, deal. And it's yeah. the Queen's birthday. That's right. Everybody have a happy long weekend. But stay safe out there. And uh, of course, double demerit points on the road. So be mindful of that. Watch out for it. See you, legend. Bye.